You are listening to the Young Culture Podcast, where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hello, Young Culture. Thank you for listening. We've got money on the mic. Yeah, that's you. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? There you go. I think, what were you saying earlier about podcasts? Oh, uh, I feel like we're, uh, I'm privileged I'm doing a podcast, so there you I'm go. excited for well, this. I'm quite humbled that you use mine as a first one. So how are you doing today? Good. Busy day at work. Can't complain. So yeah, me and Money work together. Um, I really don't know if I should ever say it or like if say it's what? a big deal, like where we work. I mean, it's not a big deal, but... Well, we're youth workers. Yeah, there we go. We're we work workers. around Surrey. Surrey's a big place. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Money's going to talk to us today about some of his life experiences. So I've never actually asked you this, but... What made you want to be a youth worker? Youth worker. So um, the center that we usually work at, I grew up there. So right. from grade 7 to grade 11, I used to go to the center all the time. So it was a big part of my childhood. I made a lot of good friends there. I still continue to talk with these people today. Mm-hmm. And then it was just sort of lucky. One day I just applied and I just spoke with one of the managers and I got lucky. And I got the job. But I was working at Revenue Canada at the time with that job had full benefits, full-time work, and I was getting paid quite a bit for an 18, 19, then 20-year-old. Yeah. So it was a bit of a gamble. So I legit quit that full-time so that, job. So was that like a like a desk job, like it a was, Monday um, to Friday gig? Monday to Friday gig, Yeah. Uh, desk job. It was data entry, so we're typing in numbers into the computer all day. But it wasn't even about the job. The hardest part was like leaving the relationships that I had there because I made a lot of good friends there. Again, those people I still talk to today. But like, I truly believe in you want to do something that you're good at and you're passionate about and always had a passion of working with youth kids, right? right? Whether it's um, coaching, playing sports, um, even like working with elementary kids, high school kids, it doesn't matter. I always had a passion for that. It is something I'm confident that I know I'm good at. So I I was offered a six month contract to work at Revenue Canada, turned it down to basically be a youth worker. Right. And I started out working probably eight hours a week yeah and that one that sort of sucked but I just knew it was going to lead to something better yeah whereas now it's almost this led to like almost full-time work which is great right so when you were younger um did you foresee this to be your life like doing this kind of work um well again the center that we were going to um we had great mentors the, the people that worked there but um I always thought like, oh, if I was in their position, how could I always make right. this better for the kids? How could I use my experience to make it, make it better for the kids that I get to work with? So I'm not going to say, um, yeah, I was going to be a youth worker from I the know, beginning. And I, yeah. I, I asked that too because yeah. like, I don't know, I didn't think that this was what I was going to do when I was younger. I thought I was going to go into business or like, I don't know, sometimes you talk to these kids like, I don't always hear them specifically saying, I want to be a youth worker. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we don't like think about it when you're younger. But it, it makes sense. It no, works. for sure. When yeah. I was younger, I wanted to be a journalist. Right. So that's why I'm excited to do this podcast. <laughs> oh, so oh this I didn't know closest, that. Oh, closest my gosh, thing to journalism. I'm like making your yeah. dreams come true. This yeah, is amazing. Much, oh, yeah. okay. I love this. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we work in Guilford, if anyone knows that community in Surrey. Um, and you grew up here. I think that this is a pretty unique community. And like it has a lot of great things. So what are some good things about this community that you talk about or what makes it unique it's just um a lot of 
with Guilford, there's so many different schools by there, like Johnson Heights, Guilford Park, Qualtland, and Fraser Heights, and so forth. So um, when I was growing up, Guilford, that, that youth center was where all the kids used to meet up from different schools. And that's right. how we became had good relationships with all these kids from different schools, which is awesome. And even these kids, I'm again, I'm friends with today. And I think that's what makes it unique. And even I went to Johnson Heights. We had a very diverse group there, mm -hmm. where it's like Asian kids, brown kids, white right. kids. It's very diverse it was, here. Right. And um, even when I, I've had like parties at my place and I had like say cousins over, over and they're like, oh my goodness, you have a diverse group of friends. Whereas like for my relatives and cousins, they, for example, went to Amber Creek, they'll have brown friends. Whereas I have a diverse group of friends. I think that's what makes Guilford unique. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, no, I I think it's like really diverse compared to what Surrey is known for, I guess, when it comes culturally. Yeah. Surrey's a big place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Guilford, when it comes to diversity, stands out a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. For sure. I know. I love working here. And I yeah. love the Guilford kids. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> Shout out to our kids. <laughs> but um, yeah, so youth work and now you're working here full time. Um, what are some of the things that you enjoy about this job? Youth work is great. Um, building the relationship with the uh, kids is awesome. Like I started this job about like five to six years ago. And the good thing about this job is um, the more effort you put into it, the more passion you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Totally. And then because uh, I remember me, me and one of my coworkers, we went to Guilford Park one day and he had a great relationship with the teachers there. Mm -hmm. And they asked us to come in their classroom like once every Thursday. Then ended up being like three, four times a week. And that ended up being one of the best experiences ever. And then we still continue to do that today just because we had that relationship and right. those teachers actually want us in there. Mm -hmm. And that let us, that's another thing, unique thing about working at, at the Guilford Rec is just, yeah, we have that connection with all the other schools, school, high schools, which is awesome. And then we get to create our own programs too, whether it's like sports programs, which is like I love, whether it's hockey, basketball, or whatever it is, we get to create our own things, which is unique. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of people don't realize, too, is, like, we're not just in here doing drop-ins and, like, doing sports and stuff yeah. like that. Like, we actually are building relationships with these kids and, like, yeah. instilling good habits and values and whatnot. Do you have any memorable situations in your time working here or, like, any memorable relationships? Yeah, we had this one kid. Um, we were – it was a soccer drop-in, and this kid, this kid was from – I believe it was from Iraq. At the time, he didn't speak much English. And he was playing, and a foul happened, and then he got upset because it was nothing was called. And then he actually wanted to fight one of the youth staff. Oh, gosh. So what I did... I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is an awesome <laughs> story. I love it. So what I did was um, I took the kid outside of the building. I'm like, you know what? You basically threatened his staff. That's a no-no. I'm like, you're going to be suspended for three months. I guarantee it. And that's exactly what happened. And that kid loved to work out. And I told him, hey, guess what? You're not going to get to work out here anymore. And I'm like, I know you'd love to work out. You're here for a reason. And like, our goal is not to kick you out all the time. We want you here, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a code of conduct. Right. And that kid got suspended. He didn't sh come to the rec for three months. But he came back. Without us even saying any anything to him, he apologized to myself, mm -hmm. other staff. Don't you love when that happens yeah, and you have to tell the them best. to do yeah. it? And, and this kid <laughs> respects us so much now, or yeah. he's a, he's an adult now. He respects us so much, and like every time he sees us, he'll shake our hand. He'll ask us how we're doing. He works 
like at a restaurant, he's like, hey, make sure you come by. We'll give you food and stuff. It's like, it's pretty cool. So yeah. those type of stories are the best. And like a lot of the kids, um, again, I've been doing this for like five years. A lot of them have graduated now. Mm-hmm. So you get to see these kids outside doing their jobs and stuff. It's pretty cool. I like and that. they um, like, hey, man, like money, you're the youth guy. And, like, yeah. That is, sounds pretty cool. I know. No, I get it. And um, yeah, like even me working in this field too, I love that mentorship piece and that part. And even growing up, like if I have to think about I don't know, like the top five memorable adults in my life. One of those five people are going to be someone like us. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And do you have any from when you were a kid? Um, I had like, the thing is I was lucky. I had a like, good group of cousins. Yeah. Um, we all grew up playing soccer together. And um, at the time, like we were all super duper competitive and they were older than me, but um, I won't mention names, but um, yeah, they're brothers, but like, they were like one of my role models because right. they're successful in life right now. They always were successful when they were younger. There's someone that I looked looked up to, even like till this day. If I need advice or something, I'll go to them. Yeah. Or and I'm lucky. I had a couple. I got two great sisters. Um, again, other cousins that I'm that I can go to for advice, which is so for me mentorship wise, it was family. Mm-hmm. But like otherwise, like like I watch a bunch of sports, so. I'll give a shout out to Marcus Naslin. No big deal. <laughs> um, I just like the way that he um, like composed himself and like how he how he approached the game. Like he played hockey and mm-hmm. this like how he was as a leader. And that's what that's why I wanted to be like. Right? Right. He was always calm. He wasn't rude. He was honest and he was passionate. He was a passionate player. So whether people like him or not. Is he your role model for how you do your youth work? No, probably, <laughs> probably not. I gotta. If you people that know me, I got a different style. So yeah. yeah. What, what what's your style? If you had to, I think for the most kids, I think why kids are drawn to me is because uh, I'll be honest with them. I'll, I'll be organic. Yeah. I won't shoot the shit with them. Yeah. I'll be real with them, and that's and how I was. I, I when I was growing up. Too. Yeah, and I think that's the thing people don't forget. Like or people do forget. Sorry that they have like this no BS meter. Like. Yeah. You can't bullshit them. Like, you yeah. have to be authentic girls. They won't Yeah, you got to be organic. And organic, you know. yeah. They won't even be receptive to you. But, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you started this youth work stuff, and you've been working in youth work, but you're also in school as well, right? Yeah, so I just finished my degree in social work, and I should be working at Eagle Ridge Hospital in July. But cool. from youth work, I went into social work because one of my cousins is a social worker mm-hmm. and she just loved the field. And the great thing about social work is sort of similar to what we do at Guilford. You could do so much with it. Right. Like social work, I mean, if you look up the definition, it's about improving somebody's well-being. So like my philosophy is I could improve somebody's well-being through fitness, athletics or whatever. Right. Obviously, there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And if I get to work in a hospital setting, it will be, I won't be working out with the patients or anything like that, but you could always improve their well-being by just by being present with them, right? Right. And it's just, um, it's just another, it's it's completely out of my comfort zone, which is good. Yeah. But it's a risk I'm willing to take. So yeah. So, um, social workers are they similar to youth workers and just like that supportive role, or do they do more less? Uh... I mean, that's a tough question. Um, some there is similarities, but um. But again, when I was doing my placement at a hospital, they do so much, so much more. And, and again, depends what kind of population you get to work with too, right? right? For for me, I didn't get to work with many kids. Yeah. I had to work with a lot of senior patients. Right. So that was totally different for me. Whereas kids are, I mean, youth are more drawn to me, which is sweet. Seniors aren't, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> they're not. They're um, more or less stuck in their ways, which it is what it is. Right. But um, there is like this how to utilize resources. Yeah. So you have to be knowledgeable about the area where you're working. So mine was in Port Moody. So um, yeah, that was a total complete change because yeah, I grew up in Guilford. I got to work in Guilford. So I was very, I'm very familiar with the area and the population here, whereas um, Port Moody, I wasn't. Right. But um, again, you brace it as a challenge, right? So yeah, I um, when I think of hospitals, I obviously you think of like sick people and whatnot. And I actually took um, if anyone knows, intro to social work. So two hundred and two hundred one, or is it two hundred one? I have no idea. There's it's so an intro many. class. Yeah, intro yeah, yeah. Class. it's intro class. Anyways, so um, my TA, she was a social worker at Children's Hospital, yeah. and um, she showed us this documentary from her hospital, and like I at the time didn't. Like, I knew what you'd be dealing with, but then actually seeing these kids on this, like, documentary, I started bawling. <laughs> like, I just couldn't handle it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is way more than I thought it to be. So how do you feel about working in a hospital, like, working with patients? Well, yeah, I get that all the time. Like, well, how do you, like, deal with these, like, patients and whatnot? Because, like, I got – so there was a couple times where I had to tell a family there so-and-so passed away. Right. And I was completely comfortable with it because at the end – you're a professional at your workplace. But I think I get to go home to a family. I get to mm -hmm. go home to my friends. I get to go do stuff on the weekends, which is, that's what the social work experience at the hospital made me realize, you know, like, I'm a lucky person because I don't have to, I'm not that person at the hospital, right? right? Like, I'm not a patient at the hospital. I don't, yeah. I don't have an addiction or so-and-so, right? And I'm not trying to downplay that at all. So I guess, like, as being privileged in this sense, I could help those people out. Right. The best way I can. So you can separate yourself from the yeah. situation kind of thing. I think that's really important. Even in youth yeah, work You too. have to separate yeah. yourself. Because it's so easy to get sucked into this. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to shift gears a little, ask you another question. Um, so my understanding with social work, I feel like it's similar to youth work where there's more female staff or female workers than there is male. Yeah. Is that the it's, reality? Is, there is more males getting into the field, but... Um, I'm not going to say it's female dominated, but yeah. there is more females in the field compared to males. Yeah, like my opinion, I don't know if this is a controversial, if people are going to think otherwise, but I think it is important to have more male youth workers, male social workers, male support mm -hmm. staff, because I do think the experience for a young boy working with a male is going to be different than working with a female. And I think that would be a more valuable experience to them. I don't know. What's your... Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like, yeah, you have to have a diverse mix right there's yeah. some certain kids or youth adults whoever don't some will uh, be drawn more to females some will be drawn more to males yeah. so you have to have like a bit of a balance right yeah um because we had a bit of, i won't go into detail with this case um we had a situation with the youth at the hospital whereas he was not taking any advice or anything from the female staff mm -hmm. or anyone so we're like hey money why don't you go talk to this guy and i did and he opened up to me a little bit but like he like he wasn't the the kindest kid yeah but um but that was pretty cool because um even like the great thing about social worker in that in the hospital setting you get to consult with your your uh, co-workers which is awesome it's like having a conversation on, like how to improve the situation so with this particular youth who was there um the the social worker that i got to consult with her like yo like this kid actually opened up to you that's like a yeah. pretty cool thing and then but i'm like yeah but again you do have to have a diverse uh like a diverse group, you need females, you need males, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say one's better than the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. People, everything is this, how could you contribute to make the group better? So you're right. working in a team setting, right? So, and that's what, what 
when I did this place and that was my mindset, like how could I contribute as a student to this team? Right. Right. Cause um, I wasn't getting paid by these guys. I was there as a student, but I was a learning experience. Right. But um, as long as you can contribute to something and bring something to the table, I think you're good. Yeah, right? totally. And um, yeah, I agree. And I, I'm just going to shift a little still back on the male side. Do you think it's important for young boys to have strong male mentorship or like right yeah, now more so sure, than yeah. ever? I mean, even like for me, I was more drawn to like my relatives. Like even like my sister got married when I was like 14. I was like, like idolized my brother-in-law. Right. Right. Because like, yeah, he played sports. But that's just, that's just um, my viewpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I mean, look at kids now, like they're drawn to like LeBron James, right. Sidney Crosby's, like like male athletes, right? Mm-hmm. But um uh, again, there is a bit of a balance. Yeah. Like some kids are drawn to their mothers. Yeah. That's where they get yeah. the advice, right? So there is a balance. Definitely. Um one thing that I like to practice in my youth work is resiliency with kids. Mm-hmm. Just like the ability to bounce back. Like it's yeah. you know, brush it off, it's not a big deal. Well, no, that's the wrong word. Brush it off, take what they're saying, but move forward. Yeah. And like, I don't know, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? I think it's really important. I know. I actually totally agree with that. It's just, um, you live and learn, right? So you yeah. learn from your mistakes and just do the best you can to learn from it. And not just youth. <laughs> we all do that too. Yeah. Right. And life's an ongoing process, right? Life moves fast. So the faster you move on and mm-hmm. you learn, the better you're off with it, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll be, be way better off with it. So, um, again, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from all your experiences and that goes for everybody and then that's how you move forward. Yeah. Right. And I feel, yeah, like I've done this in my late teens and early 20s too when like you take some mm. advice or someone tells you something and it kind of like ruins your perception on things when you handle what it the mean? wrong way. Oh, self-criticism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you yeah. handle it the wrong way and then you're just kind of like a little jaded in certain situations. Yeah. But I think it's important yeah. to know, I'm sure you have experiences too that whatever is going on in situation, whatever advice someone gives you, you can take it and turn it into a positive. Like you don't need to. Yeah. I mean, initially like, uh, I guess it's constructive criticism, but, um, for my experience started playing soccer. So we had this one coach, I'm not going to mention his name. He was so hard on us. He, yeah. used, <laughs> I was like, why don't you want us. to? <laughs> like he ripped us so bad, but so I played with this guy for like four years and he was a great coach. He made me into a much, much better player. But he was hard on you, right? Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I realized, you know, this guy was just passionate about the game. He never, he didn't, it wasn't like he hated you. He mm-hmm. wanted you to be better, but he was hard on you, right? Right. And then, um, and that's the sort of, I'm not going to use that same approach as him, but sometimes it's called tough love, right? And that's, if you look at all professional sports, it's tough love, mm-hmm. right? And at the end, if you can't take it, then you probably won't last. But yeah. I guess as youth workers, we have to be a little bit more empathetic and more compassionate. But um, again, like, I have more of a straight up approach. Yeah. Some kids get drawn to that. Some kids don't. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why, again, we were sort of going back to like having that diverse team where there's male, female, because everyone has different approaches. But for me, constructing criticism is awesome because um, that's how you get better at mm-hmm. whatever you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then even my experience at the hospital, uh, like my main thing was, and I always told the social workers, I'm like, yo, how could I get better with this? Yeah. And like, they used to criticize me quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it wasn't making fun of me. They wanted me to get better, too. Yeah. So, again, I mean, initially, constructive criticism is a tough thing. Like, you feel like you're getting attacked almost. But um, 
Sometimes you just got to take a step back, like, hey, man, how could this make me better? Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too, is how to reframe the situation. Like, don't think of it as they're attacking me. Take it as a learning yeah. experience. No, for sure. And even, like, like playing soccer, and, like, sometimes you rip into teammates, right? Yeah. At the initially, yeah, you rip into your teammates, he screwed up, or I screwed up. But my thing would be, I will talk to them on the side, like, hey, man, I'm not making fun of you, man, but, like, we've got a job to do, or we're trying to win this game. And I'm like, hey, man, like, you're a great player. You're better than that, right? Again, so I would always make it clear, like, hey, man, I'm not trying to put you down or anything like that, but, I'm like, you're better than that. That's why I expect more from you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that's awesome. And, I, yeah, I think that's a really good takeaway yeah. with constructive criticism. It's important. We need it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it turn a situation into a negative perspective. Yeah, for sure. And I'll give another example. We're at, even with the work today, we're working with, uh, it's like, kids from grade six and seven they're talking about constructive criticism like oh could you give us like scenarios they're like oh like doing a presentation I'll, I'll be doing my presentation my teacher will be like hey like great presentation but could you talk louder yes right and for and that made me think like when i was seeing presentations at the university hey like make more eye contact talk louder yeah and then at that like at that instance you'd be like hey man like i'm doing my thing like give me a break mm-hmm. right but at the end we look back at it those are things you got to improve on. 100%. Whether it's talking more slowly. Like, yeah. I know I talk fast. Talking more slowly, more clearly. At the end, like, they're not trying to make fun of you or Mm-mm. trying to rip you a new one. They're trying to help you get better, too. But at the end, it's up to us and how we take it. And I think, I was just thinking, too, like, it's good insight, too. Like, if someone tells you, you're doing a presentation, someone tells you you're talking too fast, you're not making good eye contact, and you get upset about that, yeah. that's a good reflection piece, too. Yeah. Like, why am I getting upset over yeah. things like this? Yeah. Like, really important to... Um, analyze all that stuff and yeah I think it's it's really important to always reflect when these things are happening it's always good to reflect and yeah it's always good to reflect in general I love reflecting sometimes I get in my head too much but like (laughs) it's fine no reflecting's good yeah no totally um I'm gonna switch gears again but I know you like the Avengers and I know we've Ah. talked about this before do you want to talk about it the movie yeah no spoilers but best movie ever so I'm gonna embarrass myself here a little i i don't know much about the adventures <laughs> like, i don't even know i could talk to you anymore <laughs> so okay so oh god i'm gonna i'm sound stupid who are the people in this or the superheroes there's all there's 22 movies now too many superheroes but the main <laughs> main people are thor iron man and captain america did you idolize one of them specifically as a kid as or a kid now? no but like so these movies came out <laughs> When I was 19. And then I, it was me and my buddy. We went to go watch Thor. I don't know who this guy was. But then we saw this guy. Chris Hemsworth. Like, <laughs> okay, was, I know who a, he it is. It was like a man crush. We're like, yeah. wow, this guy's a... Like, wow. That's so funny. But right, like, yo, man, Thor... And like, his superpowers are so crazy. Right. We're like, we're like, yeah, we want to be like Thor. And like, he was like drinking beer. We thought it was like the best thing. I'm not oh saying guys drink beer. But That's so funny. It was... But yeah, we just got hooked. And But... But honestly, is this the way that they make the movies, right? They make a bit of like an emotional connection. They make it almost like not real, but um, they make it entertaining, right? It's good. I believe that emotional yeah. connection. Like I haven't watched it, but like you see all these people just pouring their heart out yeah. over these movies. Like so. honestly, if you go on Instagram, what are people talking about right yeah. now? Yeah. It's Avengers and Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know right? what? <laughs> I don't even watch Game of Thrones. I'm re- yeah, no, I was going to say I'm going to throw myself under the bus even more. I don't even watch Game of Thrones either, but. Yeah. I mean, I heard it's not, it's a. It's an okay show, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I even saw someone um, 
someone's status on Facebook, they literally were like, I'm not when the Avengers movie came out, they're like, I'm not going to go on any social media until I see this movie. No, that's what I did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you did that too. Yeah. A lot of people did Maybe that. Maybe it was you. <laughs> and then, um, like my 10 year old nephew, he did that. Uh, people that I was, people that I work with did that, but like this movie was that good. Wow. Want to so should I see it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, go see it, but you're not going to understand it. I'm not going to understand you it. I mean, it'll be fun regardless. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll go watch it. I heard it's three hours. But... Three hours. It made like, almost three billion dollars so you should contribute okay yeah i will i mean that's like a bollywood movie so i, I yeah. can do it i can yeah. do it um yeah we're gonna um end it off there but i have a question for you yeah. who or what inspires you to continue doing what you're doing hmm. what i mean the thing is with this line of work when i first started um i got to make really really good friends mm -hmm. and I consider these people like one of my best friends even till today. And I, or we're still continuing to make good friendships that way, that, that way. But even this, this youth work wise, um, it's just to having, being a mentor, being, making those relationships with like, with those kids. And I always tell my family this, I'm like, I, I do this job for free if I could. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, I think that's what it is. I guess I have, a, it's having the desire and passion. That's what it is. If it's like a certain person, obviously like your family inspires you and like yeah. whatnot. But um, I have a cousin in Toronto. She's a social worker. She inspires me to to be a, a social worker. Oh, that's like it. youth work. Youth work with, with my family is a bit of a battle, right? They're like, oh, why are you doing this? Or what is the, that? Right? Like, the Indian you, question. Like, what is a youth Indian worker? Question. Why are you doing it? I just like a couple, like have a couple of cousins. They're um, they're professionals in their own field. They're like, oh, like what do you even do, right? But um, at the end if you explain to them what it is, like, they're like, oh, crap, that's pretty sweet. Because, mm -hmm. we're again, we're more than just a drop-in. We actually make and create programs for these kids. And they love it. So I think it's a great job. Yeah. So at the end, it's my desire to do it. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. And um, would you like to promote anything? Oh, yeah. So um, we had Dashus uh, Richardson. He was on the, this podcast, right? Yeah. Before? Yeah. So he's doing, he's running a soccer tournament in august so he's again he's running this tournament for at-risk at youth and he's trying to um no sorry so he uh, applied for this grant i believe it was for um, like vancouver neighborhood kids or something like yeah. that sorry for butchered that but uh yeah so he got like about like a thousand dollars and he put it towards this tournament last year so this year he wants to make it even better mm -hmm. bigger so last year we had about 20 teams this year um he wants to make it more teams so it's an under 21 tournament Last year, again, it was a great turnout. We had it a, was fun. I it had was a lot so of fun. much fun. And yeah. it was like, so we had like a bunch of clubs come from the community, whether it was um, like Temple United, we had Central City Breakers come out, we had the Guilford FC come out. We had Options Community Services yeah, too. And Options Community Services, they came out and they had about like four or five teams, like four or five good teams. And that actually made it really, really competitive. So this year, we're trying to get more people involved. And so we want to have um what, what do we want again i know dash is trying to raise more money yeah so an idea that came up with uh one of the teams i'm um, one of the coaches from the teams last year was um we could try to raise money uh, raise money <laughs> for uh, <laughs> she gave me i'm like just a, telling him we have two minutes left, oh we got two <laughs> minutes left okay okay i gave her like a death stare <laughs> but it's to uh raise money so we could get uh, sorry get donations or whatnot and provide that money for scholarships for kids right for a university one because a lot of these kids are going to university or uh, and whatnot and that would be 
pretty sweet than just giving out a trophy. Oh, I think it would be great because you're investing in their work, in their craft, what they're passionate about, personal yeah. development, and it's awesome. Yeah, and another thing is, um, like I played soccer growing up. There hasn't been many U20, under 21 tournaments, so this right. is actually a good one, and we're trying to make it more competitive, more better. And it would be awesome to see some girls come come out too. Yes, that would be awesome. Yes, yes, yes. We get a lot of guys coming out. Um, we had some interest for some girls, but um, did uh, we have girls teams last year? No, no we, we didn't. We had right? like a, a few people that wanted to play. Yeah, but um, but soccer is a big thing. Um, the if we get this like word out about this tournament, more people will come to it. And um, don't be scared if you're on your own and you don't have a team and you still want to participate. Still reach out, and we can figure something out for you too. Especially because even if there's like. You know, like individual girls, and they don't have like a team together. I'm sure we can. Yeah, help. We, we'll, we could yeah. always make something work yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because um, at the end, some teams, some kids just, just want to play. They don't have a team. We could try to make something work. Exactly. Or again, they could help contribute with the tournament. They could help out, ref something. Yeah. Right. Be involved, but um, yeah. And this isn't just for people who like soccer. This is a community event. So if you have no in- interest in soccer, if you don't even play soccer, you can show up and you still have a lot of fun. Like it's yeah, so it's yeah. free food. Yeah. Um, Great prize. I know. I think they're trying to get like a dance show this year. And, yes, uh, yes. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll be there too. That'll yeah, we'll be, be there too. We <laughs> should be there, part yeah. Part. And uh, what day is it? I don't know what day it is. I know uh, it's in August. I'll tell you. It's August 17th. <laughs> I think that's a Saturday. But yeah, thanks for joining and for talking. Yeah, Loved having fun. you here. And thank you for listening. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.